Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ out here at the Hornets Cornucopia event at the Spectrum Center, feeding families, over 4,000 families will get meals from the Charlotte Hornets for Thanksgiving to make sure everybody is eating good. And as promised, Walker Mel said, going into the break, we did get an update on Miles Bridges and his situation. Today's hearing has been continued to February 20th of 2024 per court documents and Miles is set to make his 2023-24 season debut with the Hornets on Friday night against the Milwaukee Bucks. So that should be an interesting debut there as the Hornets are definitely looking for some wins and Miles is coming back to provide them with some help. And so when we talk about the college football weekend, Man, every week it seems like we're getting new storylines, just stuff that comes out of nowhere, things that we don't expect. And so now to talk about some of the biggest happenings of the weekend, it's time for the campus. Kona. Listen, man, Dabo told y'all last week walking, you and I, we fell victim. We thought they were going to have an emotional letdown. At least I did. I thought that Clemson was maybe, just maybe, a little bit of fool's gold on us. But it was not to be. I thought a hot Georgia Tech offense was going to come in there with Haynes King and provide them with some issues. And I thought this game was going to be a shootout and that the Clemson Tigers could lose to Georgia Tech for the first time in a long time. But it was not to be. They said, hell no. We're continuing with the uh, buzzsaw that we created last week. Uh, and they beat Georgia Tech 42-21, to but the headline of this game was the freshman. Dabo told us, he said after they beat Notre Dame, you better buy all the stock you can in the Clemson Tigers. And they came out and showed us why. You might want to whip out the checkbook, the debit card, the credit card, or whatever it is, because some of those young tykes like Khalil Barnes, and Avion Terrell and D. Creighton and Peter Woods and some of those guys that have yet to really establish themselves as Clemson uh, standouts just yet. Tyler Brown on the offensive side. Can't forget about the big tight end Josh Sapp with a spinning touchdown catch. And what about that touchdown catch Tyler Brown had channeling his inner Odell Beckham. (laughs) Folks, you can see all this stuff. Got to throw the plug in there on the ACC Digital Network. I made a whole video of nothing but plays from the freshman, and we got multiple views of that crazy Tyler Brown catch that he had. But they held Georgia Tech to 254 yards. They got after Haynes King like nobody I've seen all year. 13 of 31, he finished 129 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions on the day. This game was over from pretty much the time you said go. 11 tackles for loss. They lived in the backfield. Cade Klubnick threw four touchdowns. And Clemson now with two games left against North Carolina and South Carolina looks like a team poised to let everybody know that, yeah, you caught us a little bit down bad this year, but when next year comes around, the Tigers are going to be back. 
you can depend on Clemson's defense to keep you in the ball game more often than not. They gave up 30 points to Florida State. Florida State contending for a college football playoff spot. And every other game since then, they haven't given up 30 points. We'll see about North Carolina, whose offense is still very good, despite a couple of slip-ups against Virginia, as well as Georgia Tech themselves. But, man, this is a defense that's going to help you out. Wes, we just don't know what offense is going to show up every single week. We don't know if Kay Klubnick is going to make enough plays. We don't know about Will Shipley, his involvement. Phil Maffa is really starting to get going after what we've seen him do the last couple of weeks. And yes. so it does feel like they are developing a little more of an idea identity. I don't know if you get that sense, Wes. It did feel like Will Shipley is so talented. We wanted to give him majority of the carries. We've seen him get banged up, suffer the concussion, that awful hit that he had over the weekend. He was really upset about that, and I understand completely why he was so frustrated. I mean, he was hot on the sideline. He he was. It took a couple coaches to try to cool him down, but this is an offense that does seem to be finding the right ratio of just a little bit of Kate Klubnick, Will Shipley when he's available, but we're going to run it, and we're going to give it to Phil Maffa, and that's going to be our bread and butter, and our defense is going to help us out. They're going to shut down Notre Dame with the help, of course, of big game Sam Hartman not showing up, but even against Georgia Tech, that offense put up 40 against North Carolina. Not a lot to be impressed with because their defense has fallen off a cliff lately. We know how good Haynes King is, though. You don't get to number three in Wes's power ranking That's right, because baby. you're some scrub. That's right. Defense is going to help them. <laughs> What are you going to get from the offense? And now I think, Wes, we're starting to see that offense perform a little more consistently. Well, the big thing, too, was, you know, Clemson was able to win that turnover battle, and that's something that's been plaguing them all season long. I mean, if you look at their season, you take a couple of turnovers away, who knows what type of conversation we'd be having about them. But they won the turnover margin 4-1. to one. They're 4-0 this season when winning the turnover margin, 89-6 and six under Dabo Sweeney when they win that. They finished plus three in the margin for the first time since September 16th. Uh, against Florida Atlantic. They produced multiple takeaways in back-to-back games. And so that was the huge part of this football game was they created the turnovers. It wasn't just that Haynes King was out there just looking around and said, oh, let me give Clemson a gift. No, no. There was orange in his face, and he was throwing it, and Clemson was intercepting it. And then Cade Klubnick and the offense took full advantage of that. They had a very dynamic performance. They've looked like for the last two weeks the Clemson team that we thought that we could see uh, all season long. Well, they they look a little bit like last year in the last two games, which is good enough to win the ACC championship. Before these last two weeks, they were not playing like a team that was good enough to win the ACC championship, but these last two weeks, they're starting to get things straight. They get rid of DJU, whether it be the offensive fault, whether it be the OC, whether it be the system, Dabo, whether it be DJU's fault himself, but Cade Klubnick throwing four touchdown passes, did have one turnover, but also only 200 yards. They're starting to rely on the run game a lot more, as I mentioned, but they look more like the Clemson last year. Not three years ago, nothing like that, but last year, that'll be okay after the start you got off to in the first half of this season. So we'll we'll see. I think an eight-win season, Wes, if they're able to beat North Carolina, what a monster game you have between both of those programs that have different slip-ups for different reasons. Huge game between the Heels and the Tigers. And then, of course, the good old rivalry game between South Carolina and Clemson if you end with eight wins and you finish out one month of football having gone undefeated, 
that's going to stave off the Tylers of Spartanburg. Well, listen, I'm just going to let you know right now, I'm not picking against the Tigers for the rest of the season, so no I need to it. really ask me what my picks will be for the next two weeks. I'm taking Clemson at home against I'm Carolina. I'm so And I'm also <laughs> taking Clemson uh, against the Gamecocks. They look fantastic, and I think that this is a team that – this is what I was saying, though, the last point I'll make about this football game. This is exactly what I was saying when everybody wanted to say Dabo needs to run to the, to the transfer portal and get all these guys and do all this stuff that they're seeing Mike Norvell and FSU doing. Listen, when you have one recruiting class that's not in the top ten in the last seven, eight seasons, this is the type of talent that's sitting there chilling. And I think that everything that's been talked about with Clemson has lit a fire under Dabo and the Tigers. They're ready to go. Real quickly, you told me not to ask you who was going to win against Clemson anymore the rest of the season. Yes. What if North Carolina got that officiating crew that they did this <laughs> Look at Walker, troll daddy. <laughs> Go Listen, yourself. let's get to it, man. So Carolina gained 537 yards. It was the 27th time since Mac Brown came back to UNC that UNC gained 500 or more yards. Drake made 342 yards, ran for two touchdowns, including the game winning overtime, had a touchdown pass as well. And this was the second time that UNC and Duke played into overtime. And so these guys, the Tar Heels, are 2-0 in overtime games this season. It was a marvelous game. The 92 points are the third most combined points in series history. Amari and Hampton gave you 169 yards. And so coming into this game, man, I thought that Duke was probably going to get beaten pretty badly. Uh, I did not see the freshman quarterback, Grayson Loftus, coming in and doing what he did, throwing three touchdown passes, and Duke was here. It looked like early on, Carolina got another double-digit lead that they squandered, and Duke looked like they had a chance to get it, especially when they scored with less than a minute left. But it was not to be. But also the story of this game, listen, you guys know I am not a referee guy. I am not a guy that's going to say, hey, you know, this team won because of the referees. And Carolina still won the game. Hats off to them. They still won the football game. Duke did not make the requisite plays that were there to be made. But did they? Because when we talk about that interception at the end of the fourth quarter with Nesbitt and the Duke defensive back, when I saw that second set of replays and you saw that the ball was moving and uh, possession never was fully established until they hit the ground and it seemed like, I'm not going to say 100%, it seemed like from my vantage point that the Duke player had the possession. This was one of the worst officiated games I've seen. It was like uh, when you had the lineman downfield on a two-point conversion. There were so many missed calls and there were missed calls on both sides. I'm not going to sit there and act like it was just totally one-sided, but Carolina had the calls that really could have impacted the football game. I thought that it was an awful job by the ACC crew, and I would have said this no matter what two teams it was. It was badly officiated, uh, and, and this was a game that really, the officiated marred, officiating mm-hmm. marred a game that will go down as one of probably the top 10, 12 games that we'll see all season. It was phenomenal. Oh, that, that game was crazy, and What I'm not going to disagree with you about is the fact that it was poorly officiated, because it was. And here's the thing. I don't know if I agree with you on the Nesbitt interception. From what I saw, Mm -hmm. I know you're saying that he bobbled it. To me, I thought his butt was down before we started to see the real bobble, okay? The butt bobble, that's how we shall refer to that catch from now on. (laughs) But with the butt bobble, I thought it should have gone in the the way of North Carolina. And eventually it did. But you got to review it. I yeah. am surprised that they just decided, you know what? It, 
kudos to Drake May and North Carolina's offense for getting up on the line of scrimmage and snapping it. But even still, I've seen teams get up quicker to the line of scrimmage. They had time to stop play if they wanted to and go review it. That's the thing. Are you so sure of yourself that you don't have to go to the replay and you just want to let North Carolina march on? That's what I was frustrated about. I do think that Drake May and North Carolina's offense in this game made play after play, even if something was a little fishy with the officiating, <laughs> even if there was some controversy. What was crazy was that Drake May delivered every single time. And more often than not, we have – tell me if I'm wrong, Wes. The Virginia game is the only game that I can remember when it was a we need this drive to tie it up or get a go-ahead score. The Virginia game's the only time I feel like Drake hasn't delivered. Every other time, he sets you up for a field goal or he sets you up with a game-winning touchdown. He does it every single time. The Tez Walker throw on the sideline was miraculous, and the deep passes were phenomenal once again. The guy throwing downfield, he and Michael Penix. Take your pick, whoever the best deep ball thrower in college football is, whatever. Yeah. You're not wrong, but it's one of those two guys. I just continue to be wild by the offense and continue to be disappointed with the defense. That's North Carolina's M.O., <laughs> and it's come full circle, really, in the second half. And the thing I have to say is Drake May is great great as he is. One of the most magical players I've ever seen. I wanted to rip the TV off the wall. Every time this <laughs> guy looked like that he was sacked. I know. He just flails and throws the ball and somebody's magically there in Carolina blue or white, whichever uniform combination they've got on, to catch the football. When the Duke linebacker had him sacked and, 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 and had him, I said, oh, that's what I'm talking about. And then he just, on his way down, flicks the ball. Here's the catch. I'm like, are you kidding me? I I try not to curse in front of my mom and my son when I watch football. I try my best. Not there. But then when stuff like that happens, I just got to let a few go, man, because it's just so frustrating. But it speaks – this kid is a magical player. He's a wizard out there. And, and, and Fiddy, I just wondered what he was thinking about during this game because I know he almost had a heart attack probably about four or yeah. five times during this football yeah, game. Yeah, hit us, Fiddy. I believe this was the last yeah, time Yeah, what, what did you right? think? Well, I mean, I, I think what I'm most frustrated by – Oh, <laughs> oh, buddy, hold on, hold on. That voice has Keenan all over. Wait, it. wait he was at Keenan and the Dean Center, yeah, right? Yeah, buddy. All right, I, I want to hear zero voice that he give us his take. I'm <laughs> sorry. Go, go let's ahead. go. So, look, what's got me most frustrated <laughs> is we got talking heads who we get paid to talk about games, but all we want to talk about is officiating. Knowing damn well, if those calls go Duke's way, we're not hearing a bleep about, oh, this was a poorly officiated game, blah, blah, blah. Duke didn't have to let Drake May drive the ball 50 yards in 41 seconds to tie the game. That's why I said Carolina that, won the game. That, that didn't have to happen. That rivalry, which isn't really – like they play for a bell in football. It's rather meaningless. It doesn't carry a lot of weight. They gave us a basketball-type performance on the football field. And so I just want to talk about how, uh, how a, great, a, a great game it was. It was the best football game we've watched by any team in this state this year. And it was by two teams that played a great game, and a winner had to come out, and a loser had to come out. Thank God that the sky is Carolina blue, and the Tar Heels emerged victorious. But, my God, everybody in the media, oh, they just wanted to complain about officiating, knowing good dang well. If it would have went the other way, there wouldn't have been a freaking peep 
about the Zebras. All right, I got to push back just a little bit here. Now, this is why I did say that Carolina won the game, and I wasn't going to take that from them because they did make the requisite plays. The only thing I will say is that the only reason I think the officiating was at the forefront, because like I said, I'm not an official's won-the-game guy, but I think that the plays that they missed were so game-altering. I think it's rare that you see games where, like I said, the two-point conversion, that could have turned the tide of the football game because if that gets taken away because of a lineman downfield, Duke scores, get a two-point conversion, they win. He wasn't also, too far downfield, though. You got three yards. He was at the, fr he was at the fringe of the, the goal uh, line. He was downfield too far. Everybody and their mama saw that, Fitty. Come on now. No, and then you talk about, <laughs> And then you talk about the interception as well. Even if whichever side you lay on as far as which way you thought it went, you still had to review that call. It was too big. It was too important in the game not to review that call. But like Fitty said, Carolina got the win. Duke did not make the plays when it mattered. They had a chance to get it with the two-point conversion. They were not able to convert right there. So, uh, but, but I think that's why we saw what we saw as far as the aftermath of that football game. Did out-of-breath, out-of-voice Fitty <laughs> insult us immediately with that take with starting his takeoff by these talking heads. Yeah, talking heads. Yep. He, ta he, he started his takeoff with he these talking heads. He's a Fiddy and Jay-Z. <laughs> these comments. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Listen, uh, Fiddy and Jay-Z got a lot in common. They graded subliminals. That was a nice sub, Fiddy. I like that. So uh, uh, real quick, though, they've got a hot Clemson and a hot NC State that they've got to play. So Carolina's definitely got their work cut out uh, for them. And maybe we'll get more into that later in the show.